Hello, me. Wow. That's the start. <laughs> That's how you're going to start this. Oh, my God. Because I said hello. <laughs> yeah. No, I wanted to talk about... Uh, so you've been watching Dragon Ball Z <sighs> for the first time. It's so good. Yeah. Although the fight is like 20 episodes long. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's that's why it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> It's I mean, a, it's just like, oh, five episodes, they're just playing with each other, and then now they're serious. Yeah, and it's also like you're waiting for Goku to come for so many episodes. That's like the whole... Yeah, he was well, literally you can't in have the water for like... It's like... Oh, there's something going on outside. <laughs> yeah. Now, I wanted to discuss the personality of Vegeta and why most people actually like Vegeta and relate to him, and they think Goku is stupid for, for some of the decisions that he makes. And oh, he's too really? naive. Yeah, so this is a common thing that you hear, you see it online and like even like amongst people that we've known, mm. you know, growing up, they would always like Vegeta more. And I'll explain Yeah, Vegeta why. has like the badass kind of Yeah, but attitude. he's not actually badass. Yeah, he's not because we learn more about him. Later, no, it's, right? well, I'll explain. First of all, so when when he first comes, he obviously comes as like, he's this evil person who's there to to destroy them, right? And kind of the first thing that shows you a lot about his personality is like once his, you know, henchman Nappa loses to the opponents, to the people that they're fighting, he, he immediately kills him, right? So it's like, like he doesn't actually have a friendship with, with all his yeah. people, right? And that's the stark difference between him and Goku is like even though Goku's surrounded by people that are way weaker than him, he treats them like his equals all the time right mm. so that's like the the crux of it is just goku has the perspective of all his relationships are horizontal and vegeta has a perspective of all his relationships are vertical he looks up to frieza like frieza's his master and goku because goku's a lower class person he's like beneath him mm. and that's what gets him so triggered it's actually based on that first law of power in 48 laws of power mm -hmm. never outshine your master so what goku is doing with vegeta is outshining his master because from mm. vegeta's perspective he's the master right he's the prince yeah and so and then they kind of later on show that you know what what goku does so goku allows vegeta to you know live because he believes that everyone can change at any given moment right like mm. his whole his whole philosophy the whole theme of dbz is basically redemption, right? Mm -hmm. You see it from the first, like Piccolo is evil and then he redeems himself by training Gohan and becoming, you know, his friend. And so that whole theme of redemption is frequent throughout the show and then it also happens with Vegeta. Mm. But... Oh, really? Yeah, well, I mean, Later it's on. happened right now as well, right? Like, I mean, he basically turned... Like, he's not insanely evil anymore. Yeah. yeah. But... Yeah, but people still like him, or people still think he's the cooler one and Goku is like the naive one, but it's without Goku, nothing would have happened because if you're constantly, like Vegeta, thinking of everyone as either beneath you or above mm. you, you never actually make any real connections. And that's why Vegeta is actually so lonely, you know? Yeah, yeah. He also had a bad, like, a, a rough, upbringing something well that's right? also that's also the thing that goku would fundamentally disagree with him with mm, right? no matter or, well, what goku can empathize with the fact that 
Vegeta believe thinks like that, but Vegeta's thinking in a very yeah. So Vegeta actually thinks in a very past-oriented manner, right? So he's justifying his actions based on his past. Mm. Right? But Goku is actually thinking about it very differently. He's like anyone because if Goku thought like Vegeta did, he would kill him, right? Yeah. That's the whole thing. So it's okay. So it's not that even like I don't know if the dub changes it or whatever, but like this is my perspective is like that justification that Vegeta gives of like, oh, I was only evil because I was forced to be evil doesn't actually matter to Goku. Because from Goku's perspective, anyone who's evil can still become good no matter what their reason for being evil mm. was. It's not that he was he was evil because of because he was forced to be evil in the past. It's he just can still be good. Yeah, exactly. His evilness is a decision that he makes at any given time. Mm. And so moral of the story is you shouldn't like the past shouldn't affect the present self. Well, the past will affect the present self, but, but not in a way that the past doesn't justify your current actions. Doesn't justify or cause your current actions, right? It's not because he was like this and that's how fat people, you know, could justify staying fat. Oh, I've had a childhood of being fat. So mm. I'm just a foodie, right? I just love food. I've, I've mm. always loved food. Therefore, I can never be someone who's not obsessed with stuffing myself, you know? Mm. So he's, his perspective is, oh, I've always loved killing people that are weaker than me. I can never change to be someone different. Mm. Yeah. So it's actually the matter of just just taking the responsibility and changing yourself. I mean, as much as people like to use the term accountability, like that's really what it is. Mm. When you when you justify your current actions based on your past uh, experiences, you're not taking accountability for anything, right? If you're saying, oh, oh it's you because know- because of that, it's because yeah, of Yeah, I this. was abused as a child. That's why I abused my wife, you know? That kind mm. of thinking, oh, right? Okay. Or I was abused as a child. That's why I can't have a, a good life anymore. I'm- constantly traumatized trauma basically right like that's the that's the buzzword that people use to justify whatever they want to do mm. right well i want to just stay at home and watch tv i've been traumatized i'm I'm mourning you know all these mm. yeah and maybe they apply more for women maybe this is like a woman can't just think like that maybe it's more of a men thing but yeah definitely men should not be thinking like that anyway. yeah yeah. I mean trauma is a thing. Uh, I wouldn't say like it's it's a thing. It like it's 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 real, but what do you do with it obviously is um it Yeah, depends. so it's so it's it, irrelevant. Because you can do anything no matter what trauma you've had in the past, the trauma itself is irrelevant. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do understand, but what if the trauma is too it's extreme? What do you do then? Like in the sense that okay, you went through a trauma and, for example, you don't feel like doing anything and you just want to stay at home. That's not a bad thing. Or are you, are you trying to say yeah, that? Yeah, but I'm, I'm not saying that it's the trauma that's forcing you to stay at home. It's you're, you're still making that decision to stay at home. You could at that time decide to not stay at home and do anything else, right? And okay. usually that staying at home will have a justification, an underlying reason, right? You'll probably be staying at home to get sympathy from someone like, you know, your parents will come and visit you and be like, oh, you know, but if you, as someone who 
experiences a traumatic event, just go about your life normally, then there's no one there to validate your trauma and you feel like you've missed out. It's like, wait, I had this opportunity to cash out on my trauma. That's what people do, right? It's like, I've been through this traumatic incident. Now I will cash out on it by getting sympathy from everyone around me, by being, by, you know, displaying my, uh, mm. and they might even do it. No, that's, that's yeah. yeah, this is what, for the people who have bad intentions, right? Like not, not But that's what I'm saying is like only, that's the only intention. You think so? That's that's my no, I, take on it. Mm, I'll give you an example, right? Like I, let's I, say let's say something bad actually happens to you, right? Okay. And you living with me, shut yourself in your room and start crying. What is the reason you're doing that? I mean, the reason you're doing that is to get some attention from me. Because if okay, I wasn't in initially. this house, if I wasn't in this house, you wouldn't I shut would yourself. Still, in I would still. Do I mean, that. you would have that involuntary reaction to cry, yeah. but you wouldn't do like a, a. You wouldn't make a show out of it. Mm. I mean, you can't really think of that situation right now. Because no, yeah, really... I can't really relate to this. Also, like you know, just thinking about it this way because, yeah, not sure, not entirely sure. Yeah, well. but, but yeah, I I do understand. Yeah, definitely, people do take advantage of. I'm not saying like everyone have the click, the best intentions. Uh, definitely, people do take advantage of situations like this. But I'd say not all do. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not saying that they're intentionally. I'm not saying it's necessarily oh, you involuntarily. Um, I'm not saying it's necessarily a malicious. There's nothing inherently wrong with wanting attention from. Okay. You, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe yeah. there is, but the thing is you can't say that they're not doing it for the attention, right? Because that is what they're getting by having trauma and displaying it outwardly. Because I'm not saying that you're having trauma and then just living your day because that kind of person doesn't get the kind of attention, right? If, if he's silent, if he's privately mourning or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you think that is that's why the women right are, way Exactly. And that's it? why women are banned from the graveyards as well, right? Like Because they... They yeah, will publicly display. That's extreme, their, kind of. Yeah, that's extreme. That's women going to the graveyard and just like living there, basically. Yeah, and, but they. Why do they do that? Right, they do that for that attention. Mm, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah. That just got me thinking. Actually. Yeah, well, thinking about what? Do you have a specific example of something in your life, or? No, I mean, so if if someone is silently mourning, and that doesn't really give like if I was silently mourning about something, you wouldn't really know what I was thinking, right? Yeah. Would you prefer that? I'm not saying that I would prefer one way or the other, but I'm saying I mean I would know in anyways. First of all, like you wouldn't be able to just silent like I don't know. Yeah, that's not really yeah, yeah. an example. Like yeah. mourning who, mourning what, right? Because if you're mourning someone, then I yeah. know instantly Closed who it is, one. right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we're married. So like I mm. would know if someone died in your family or something, mm. right? Mm. But the the point is not. No, I, I'm just trying to think. I'm just I'm just trying to think in a more of a positive way because you just told me that trauma, like in a, in a more of a negative context, like people do that to get attention, and they do this to basically that's their. That's their the underlying motivation is the attention that they get at the end. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they do get attention, actually. 
Yeah, because if here, yeah. if they didn't get the attention, would they still do the thing that they were doing? That's what you have to think about, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you don't think people do that? Do what? If no one gave them attention, would they still be? Would people still go into trauma if there's no one around them would give them attention? Attention. Yeah. There's always every time someone is claiming trauma, it's usually going to be. Unless it's like a biological thing, right? I'm not talking about like PTSD where like mm. they literally are having seizures or whatever, right? Yeah, whatever yeah, like yeah. those people that come back from war have, right? Yeah. But even that, right? There's a there's a fine line. After after a certain point, they have to really it has to really be entirely involuntary, right? Mm. And usually the kind of people where it's entirely involuntary will be trying to be as normal as possible. Mm. It's usually the people where they're okay, voluntary, yeah, yeah. voluntarily creating this yeah, yeah. facade of being traumatized that they want to, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, I see what you mean. Mm. And I'm not saying that they think like, oh, I got traumatized, not time to cash in. Like yeah, I, yeah, I've I would, worded it like that yeah, hyperbolically. That's... It's more of a subconscious, it's a subconscious conscious thing that they do, right? Like they do it. They know if you were to call them out. So it's out, a nafsi thing. You're saying. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's it gives the nafs a bit of a yeah. It's it's definitely not. So you need to yeah. actively think about not doing it because if you don't, then you kind of like get dragged in that direction. Well, it's more like you have to actively think about why you're doing the thing, right? And it's like if if you're only doing it for other people's attention, then maybe it's not really giving you any value, right? Mm. Like. Are you actually ultimately happy with your life by staying doing that? Yeah, mm. by by just behaving in a way to maximize sympathy from others. Um, yeah, that doesn't give satisfaction in life. That's yeah. just those kind of people are not going to be very happy. Yeah, right? true, because their happiness is solely dependent on How, other people's action. Yeah, exactly, mm. and you can't control other people's action. Yeah. That's the one thing that's certain in life. Yeah. I mean, you can influence, you can manipulate them and that's re- that's what they're doing, right? That mm. itself is emotional manipulation, right? You got annoyed by my usage of that last time, right? So that is emotional manipulation, mm. realistically. When you, when you have, when you're able to pull on the heartstrings of your close relatives. Yeah, yeah. To be suicidal, be shut in, be, you know, depressed. Mm. on well, those things are all real, but obviously people do. I'm not saying people don't take advantage with all these things in, in the sense that a, a depressed person, I'm not saying all depressed people are have the, the most right intentions. Yeah, they might involuntarily kind of like play with their the feelings of their loved ones or the closed ones. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Yeah, I mean, also there's like multiple types of, multiple ways that you can be in a depressed state. Usually, nowadays, it's more like people are just mindlessly scrolling. Yeah, the dopamine hit. So that's a little different, right? It's not that they're, those people aren't obsessed with their phones because they want attention from someone else. They're just obsessed with the phone because of the dopamine. Like they're just having their digital crack. There's no other people required for that kind of situation you get Mm, what i mean mm. it's just like a negative loop that they've fallen into and they just want that hit it's just escapism yeah so i think escapism escapism is a little different from emotional manipulation through 
sympathy garnering, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was a that was a tangent. That was yeah. Yeah, and and that's that's basically what Vegeta does at the end, right? He's he uses his his past to justify how he's been evil, you mm. know, at the end. And it's kind of like this chicken shit kind of mentality. It's like, come on, you know, even in your last moments, you just you still Yeah, but I guess he wanted to tell that to Cuz realistically Goku. what he wanted to do was become immortal and then kill everyone. That's yeah. what he wanted to do at the time. But he right. knew that he was going to die. Like that's his, Yeah, exactly. He's like that's it, I'm done. I'm defeated. Yeah. And he also got his validation from like being like, oh, it's still a Saiyan that defeats Frieza. Like it's still someone from his race. Yeah. So he's still, yeah, that side of him is still like satisfied. Yeah, that's right. But I guess he comes back. Oops, spoiler. Yeah. But yeah, the whole vertical horizontal relationship. I've noticed the vertical and horizontal relationship thing a lot at work. I've noticed that most people interface exclusively in a, vertical relationship type of way you know a senior guy talks to a junior guy a certain way junior guy talks to a senior guy a certain way and they won't just casually only people at the same level feel yeah there's a hierarchy yeah and i've noticed that i frequently break that hierarchy with both managers and people that are beneath me <laughs> oh. in that sense right like and that's when like i really get a connection with someone right so like there's there have been certain people in and you know, you know, I'm talking about, mm. right, where I've talked to them so casually that they just, their work persona gets flipped. It's like they don't, they all of a sudden come out of their shell when I'm talking to them. Yeah. Because I'm not talking to them exclusively in this work mask kind of fashion. Mm. Right? And there's some people that when you try to talk to them like that, they get irritated. So you, you, you play the, you have to play the field a little bit. Right. If you're, yeah. if you want to actually still remain employed. Yeah. Right? So, like, if your manager is the type of person who's going to get triggered. Yeah. No. And, and I've had that with previous. You had this kind of hierarchy in your work. Well, the, well, hi the hierarchy exists in every workplace, but I'm saying that it's only when you talk to them like an equal that they, that you actually get any value from the conversation. Otherwise, it's just purely. Like yes. if you, is this I mean, purely yes no? Yeah, it's purely logistical, which is fine too. But then it's like, I mean, you don't want to just, you do want to talk to people, mm. and it's fun. Mm. So, yeah, and, and it's most easiest to do it with the junior people because they don't have yeah, that of ego, course, it's, right? It's, so it's you can, easy. if you as someone who's more senior talk to the junior folks fully casually, then, they'll like it, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, they just start. I mean, and that's like you get you get value from them too, right? Because then mm. they're willing to help you out more than someone who would just do it purely for the hierarchical need. You know what I mean? Mm. So once that horizontal connection is made, that friendship is a lot more, is a lot more strong because you give them value and then they want to give you value, right? Mm. That's And that's like the crux of how people want to interact with other people, right? Mm. So the the difficult part is being the first person to give the value most people don't want to i mean not the difficult part if you're if you're not a loser right like that's the crux of it if you're not willing to give people value you'll never be able to get true value from other people you have to believe in goodness in other people yeah. that they would want to actually return and you're not doing it for like a tit for tat type of thing right oh i, I helped you out that one time you should help me out now no it's like you genuinely just want to help them out 
and then further that friendship. Mm. Yeah, of course. It's a it's not a give and take kind of deal. It shouldn't be like that because if you help someone out and be like, "Oh, I want the other person to help me out too," the next time, then it's like you're kind of kind of waiting up on that on that favor, right? Like, yeah, oh, well, you're not waiting for a favor, but it's more likely that you would receive a favor if you don't expect it. True. Okay. So yeah, I'll explain why actually because usually. If I'm talking to someone who's, you know, quote unquote beneath me, what could they give me, right? What favor could they actually give me? If I'm actually thinking mm. purely vertically, then I would think, you know, there's nothing that this person can provide to me, so I won't give them anything, right? Yeah. Yeah, in that sense. Yeah, so even if you do think of it as like, like oh, you know, next time he'll help me out. Yeah. But you have to think of them as more horizontal in, yeah, in order equal. to actually... Think of it like that. Yeah, in order to actually have the possibility of them giving you value back mm. yeah how is that book the courage to be well that's disliked? that's kind of a lot of the stuff from from this but like my interpretation of it oh okay the the, the vertical and horizontal relationships is a big part of it right mm. and that's i think that's a big part of raising kids especially boys you can't treat them you can't be demeaning towards them is that the word like, demeaning I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you're a kid and like some older person is just talking talking down to you like, oh, you're an idiot. Not you're an idiot, but it's like you need to ask permission. You need to, you know, treating them like a child. Usually when you treat them like children, you don't get the, the best response, right? You, if you treat your children more horizontally, 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 mm. more horizontally than they they tend to react better, right? And that's... Yeah, after a certain age. Yeah, I mean, yeah. actually, as soon as they can kind of start talking... In the domains that they can actually be horizontal with you. Like, obviously, you're not going to be completely honest with them about everything. Yeah, yeah. But if you're just sitting down with them and coloring, you don't want to be... You don't want to come in and be like, here, I'll show you how to color. You don't know anything, you know? Mm. Or I'll show you how to do this. You don't want to come in and take over their work, right? Yeah. You don't want to interfere with what they uh, see as their task. Yeah. Right? Similar to how, and then you also don't want to praise them too much, right? Because when you praise them, what happens is their their value shifts from being focused on the thing on the task that they did to your task of praising them. Mm. So now it's like they're not drawing to enjoy the drawing, they're drawing to enjoy your response to their drawing. Oh, how do you balance that? Well, you don't praise. Uh, like when uh, when Amina does something, I, I'm just like, oh, that's such a good thing. Well, and you I'm should just, praise her. Clapping. You should praise her if she if she does something. Well, it's also different with girls because uh, <laughs> I don't know if how much, I mean, it does matter. Like you obviously don't want a girl who's completely obsessed with just only doing stuff that gives validation because yeah, what that okay. what that what that change what that happens is then when she doesn't get the validation she, she's gonna throw a fit right yeah she's gonna so she's gonna be like oh i just spent all this time drawing and my mom didn't even say it was amazing true so you don't want to be that good job kid you know stamp on the forehead type of yeah yeah not too much yeah yeah so it, it has to be you have to balance it you have to talk about how they felt doing what they did mm. and and then obviously if they do something that helps you, then you thank them. Because that's, mm. in, in that case, gratitude will 
elevate them mm. right? or elevate their perception of you and mm. in, in that interaction right yeah yeah but if you yeah you know if they just do something that doesn't really justify you going hey amazing job then it's like yeah. and you consistently do that and you may and that's kind of what happens in school right it's like oh, in school on yeah there's a good job and there's a oh you need to try harder like those are the only two sides there's no discussion of you know how did you actually feel doing what you did did you actually enjoy it like you know mm. so yeah they don't really ask these questions in school yeah well that's because school is all metric based right mm. you can't quantify how it felt to do something you can't quantify whether you actually enjoyed the drawing or that reading you mm. know but you can quantify it you can give them a grade you know you can be like oh this is an a because you can't determine how they felt right that's their job mm. so learning is also their job right mm -hmm. you mean they're in the sense the kid who's learning it's his okay it's his task yeah. and that's a that's like another crux that's another like big point in this book is like you don't want to interfere with other people's tasks so when a kid is learning the task is the kid's task is to learn not your task your task is not to teach the kid mm. it's the child's task to learn mm. and you can help and facilitate it but you can't make it happen mm. right? and you yeah. can't also force it on them mm. so it's only yeah. when they genuinely want to do it yeah we're just randomly talking about this book this is what we would have talked about if we were just sitting here anyways right? yeah like this if i no we did we <laughs> specify that it's about this book i think we did well, right? the, it's not necessary it doesn't have to, it's the school of psychology the austrian school of psychology so it's not necessarily like this book i mean there's lots of books and mm. this is just and i think a lot of the ways of thinking in this book i kind of internally used to think like that anyways right that's how i operated right like when i when i just decided hey i'm gonna just lose weight and get in shape and just change my lifestyle completely mm -hmm. that was me being like okay i'm i'm done doing this you know mm. and and until you operate like that you can't really change the the inertia is too much mm. you know mm. so most of these people that are stuck in negative situations are unable to reframe their situation in a oh i'm doing this intentionally i'm just being a fat lazy slob at home because i just want to play video games this is also applied to trauma yeah well exactly yeah mm. except in trauma a traumatized person could be just getting dopamine and playing video games watching tv just you know just maximizing their dopamine all day just to mask their uh, depression mm. but they could also just pretending to be depressed to get the sympathy right there's multiple angles right yeah 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 trauma brings out the worst in people well, that's the thing is it's uh, the kind of person that thinks like that that would do that until you reframe that as you still have control, right? You always have yeah. full control of what you can do at any given time. And the possibility of you doing anything is always true at any given time. That's yeah. the crux of it, right? And it's all about... What if you're not in your right mind? Like, you're just like... Well, that's the thing. There's no oh, such right. thing as not being in the right mind. Maybe for women, like this is a yeah. little bit different because women. Yeah, I guess for women. Well, I don't know. I think you can't just say that women aren't accountable for their actions. No, no, yeah, it is true. No, like, we're just very sensitive and emotional in that way, I guess. 
but it's not like something happens and be like oh you know like no think straight let's just do this you yeah know, SNA, like yeah that's not how you operate and that's yeah. not how yeah yeah i mean i'm not sure if that's what i was saying earlier like i'm not sure how much of this applies for women but i think i think most of it is still true though it's hard to say it's hard to say how it's hard, it's hard to say how autonomous women really are Okay, so you were saying... Yeah, I was just giving you a hypothetical scenario that if, if I see a girl who's who's sad, I would just go up to that person and talk to her. You know, that might cheer her up, that might not. But I wouldn't think in a way that, oh, she's doing this to grab my attention or yeah. she's doing this. No, I think the key with that situation is that, you know... Like, I see the situation very differently yeah. from you. No, but I'm saying the way to handle that kind of situation is not to kind of go to them in this motherly kind of situation, right? Like if you're a girl talking to another girl or a guy talking to another guy, let's let's make this guys. Okay. Um. So if a guy is feeling down and he's kind of depressed, you know, you go up to them and be like, hey man, cheer up. Like, why are you so, why are you so down? You know, you got to get, like if you start going there and giving them advice and being like, you want to treat them more as like an equal individual and just not really acknowledge that they're depressed. Mm. Not validate that, but also not treat them any differently because of it. Oh. And that's the best way to get them out of that state. I can relate to this actually, but okay. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So that's the that's the I've, misunderstanding I've done that is like once or twice. Because as soon as you as soon as you frame it as like, hey, I'm going to cheer you up. It's It becomes a vertical relationship again because you're the happy person who knows how to live life and they're the sad person who doesn't know how to live life. So it's kind of a vertical relationship and it's like you're validating their, they kind of, their nuff's desire is to like have someone come and console them. But when you make it like an equal relationship and you talk to them just normally, casually, frankly, then and then, you know. You think that in that way they'll open up? Yeah, that way they're more likely to, to enjoy your friendship. If you actually just treat them as a friend as opposed to a sad person. Mm, okay. Okay, yeah. I, I I do agree with that. I mean, there have been scenarios once or twice in my life where someone was sad and <laughs> I would go and be like, why, you know, why are you sad? And, and yeah, it, that, and it would it not would, work it ever, would not right? end yeah. well. It would not end well. Yeah. But if I would just be like, oh, you want to like completely ignore the situation and if you just talk to them as if they were not sad yeah then they're less and then maybe to... then get into it then it would be okay like they would open up yeah and it also depends on the so the it's the matter of the, of the way you approach it yeah not really okay that's the that's the key is the approach has to not be from this sympathetic angle it has to be from a genuine friendship angle mm because the sympathy, to me at least, is less genuine than just interacting them, with them as if they yeah, were. Yeah, guys don't like sympathy, right? Yeah. They might like it. I mean... That's what you a, were saying. Yeah, that's what that's, you were saying, it, right? It's like you don't, you don't want them to like it. Because when they wa like it, why would they get out of that state then? If they, if they like the sympathy and they're in a state that gets other people's sympathy, then they would perpetually stay in a state which gives them other people's sympathy right if i actually like getting sympathy from others more than i like them treating me normal then why what's the motivation 
to not be depressed. I want to maximize my interactions with people. But that in, would just, it's a loss for you. Like, I don't yeah, know exactly. Why. Well, it's not a good state to be, exactly. And that's yeah. the whole point. That's okay, why. That's not, it's not, it's unhealthy. Yeah, it's an unhealthy emotional. Uh, I mean, they're the one who are at loss in the end yeah, of the well, day. Yeah, well, both people lose in that situation because the person who's is just wasting his time and energy being sympathetic with the person yeah and true the person but truly ultimately the, yeah yeah the ultimate loser is, is definitely the, the person who's, who's getting depressed yeah yeah